This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan this morning, coming on down the line. Let's get on, Dan. Let's get up and get up getting. In our last study, we gave you, promised you we were going to let you know how you could receive. We have nine full-length CDs of our old radio choir. We disbanded when Katrina hit here in New Orleans. And we have nine of these. And I have one here in my hand, number six. I'm going to just quote you some of the songs that's on it. Wounded for me. My sins are gone. That's worth all of it. Jesus put himself in my place. Still sweeter every day. Precious blood. New name and glory. He died for me. Such love. No one ever cared like Jesus and others. He's a wonderful Savior to me. And listen, only a sinner saved by grace. Oh, my friend, they're $5 a piece. We have nine of them. Had someone yesterday wrote me and said, send me all nine of them. And they sent me a check for $100 and said, put the rest of that on the radio broadcast, Trailblazer. And I'll play one of these for you uh, in our next broadcast if I can, if I can think about it. I don't have it queued up right now. And uh, I, I'm in this studio by myself. I don't have a producer and an executive producer and all of those things. I have to twist all these knobs myself. And that's the reason that sometimes it don't come across so good. But you pray for them. Would you do that? Would you just bow your head sometime and pray for the old Trailblazer? I'm just an old sinner saved by grace, just an old country boy. I tell folks I was born and raised out here in the country on a strawberry farm. I'm so green. I was so green, geese followed me around. I was. But, you know, I look back and I see how God's hand went before me day in and day out. Day in and day out. And the, and the, and the song says, uh, uh, Surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. And he has, my friend. Pastor Roloff sang that song. It's so pretty. Now, let's get back to our study. We were looking at what is the gospel. In our general theme, divine healing, when we speak of the gospel, what does the Bible mean? We noticed that in our last study. In Romans 1, it says uh, the gospel of God because God is the source of the gospel. Then 1.9 in Romans says the gospel of his son. Romans 1.16, the gospel of Christ. And that's because Christ died on the cross. And that's where we ended up our last study, the Lord dying for sinners. Oh, he looked into that cup there in Gethsemane, and he said, if it could be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But it didn't, no. And all of this is because Christ died. In 2 Thessalonians 2.14, we read, it's called our gospel because it's preached by us. It's my gospel. I preach it. I preach it. It's the gospel of Christ, but I preach it, so it's my gospel, my friend. Again, Paul says my gospel, and uh, I can say it with him. Now, what is the gospel of Christ? The word gospel means good news. Oh, it means good news, my friend. Now, let me just give you this a little analogy. We often do this, uh, talking about the Lord pardoning our sins, and the old trailblazer used to tell this story of this old prisoner that was in the jail, and the, then the jail warden come down through the cell block and said, Hey, Joe, I got something here for you. The governor done pardoned you. I can't believe it. I'm such so unworthy. I'm such a criminal. And the Lord, the, 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 the warden had gotten a pardon from the governor. But my friend, how much greater do we have a pardon from our blessed Lord? Oh, listen. Now, let me read for you. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. 
For I delivered unto you, now I want you to listen to this, this verse. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he arose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Oh, my friend, we have these little 90-day wonders now who, who deny the second coming of Christ. They deny that Christ was crucified. They deny that he was buried. They deny that he rose from the grave. And they just have to go to hell for their trouble, my friend. But God's word is so true. He tells us that the good news, the gospel, is that Christ died according to the scriptures. Buried, rose again, all according to the scriptures. How he died as our substitute. Paying our sin debt in full. Why did Christ die? Pay our sin debt in full. Paid our sin debt. Is your sin debt paid in full, my friend? Is it? You may be on your way to work there early in the morning time when you hear the old trailblazer. Or you may be there uh, coming in from work. Old trailblazer's out there plodding along, riding old Dan early in the morning. Would you pray for me? The old trailblazer gets weary. You know I wake up early in the morning weary from having ridden all night on old Dan out there getting the gospel out to you folks? I wish you would. I wish you'd write me and tell me that you're praying for me. Listen now, that's good news, isn't it? If if the Lord brought you a pardon, if if and I tell you what, uh, he has. The Lord has made it possible for you to be pardoned of your sin. Is it because you joined the church? No. Is it because you spoke in tongues? No. Is it because you've been healed? No. None of that, my friend. It's because Christ died for you. Christ died. That's the secret, my friend. That's the gospel. The word does not say Christ died for our sins and our sicknesses, does it? No. No, it doesn't say that. No, it says he died for our sins. S-I-N-S. Oh, my friend. So that brings us to this thought. The gospel can be stated thusly. Here is a poor, depraved, guilty, hell-deserving sinner, and there is Christ dying on the cross for such a sinner, rising from the dead as his living receipt. The Holy Spirit makes Christ's atonement effective in the heart of such a depraved sinner, which leaves him a new creature in Christ. What is that verse? 2 Corinthians 5.17, we find, for any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That's what... I've asked my family to put on my tombstone if the Lord don't come back before I have to go in the grave. Any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. He was delivered for our offenses. He was raised for our justification. It doesn't, re- it doesn't say he was delivered for our offenses and our sicknesses. No, and was raised for our justification and our bodily healing. It doesn't say that. So you see, divine healing is not a gospel, it's a, and it's not a part of the gospel. It has nothing to do with the gospel, my friend. When you once add anything to the gospel, that which you add is the thing that you put the emphasis on. Those who add baptism to the gospel. We have folks who, who all they study is baptism. Oh, they, they ask you, have you been baptized? Have you been baptized? Well, my friend... Uh, baptism is just a, 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 a blessed way of identifying with the Lord. It's a gracious ordinance, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary. You ask one of those fellas one question for me if you'll do that. Just one question. What was the thief on the cross? Was he baptized? Was he baptized? My friend, he died. 
His blood was drained out of him just as it was the Lord Jesus Christ. He had no place to go to be baptized. No. And I have never read where the Apostle Paul was baptized. He may have been, but I don't read anything about it. Paul said, I don't remember baptizing any of you except one or two. It wasn't his main suit. It didn't bother him that he hadn't baptized a bunch of folks. No. No, my friend. Listen. Listen. If you listen to them teach and preach, you'll notice that they put the emphasis on baptism, not on blood redemption. And they'll get mad with the old trailblazer because you don't believe, I don't believe, their false doctrine. Oh, my friend, I have these folks come to the door. Some of these folks that you know who they are, they come here occasionally and they want you to take their literature. And I just ask them, are you saved? I'll give you a good, I'll give you a good hint to how to handle those folks. When they come to your door, be kind to them, be gentle to them. Give them a cup of coffee if they'll take it. They won't take it. But just ask them. Say, let me, let me ask you something before you get into your dissertation. Are you saved? If they tell you yes, and ask them on what basis they're saved. What is the basis of your salvation? Can you tell me what is the basis of your salvation, my friend? The Bible says always be ready to give an account of the hope that you have within you. What is your hope? Mr. Trucker, what is your hope? You heading down I-70, what is your hope? You go off one of those uh, cliffs over there somewhere out in Colorado somewhere, what's your hope? Are you, are you going to go be with the Lord? Or are you going out into eternity like a leap in the dark? So you ask those fellas kindly and gently, say, now what is your hope? Tell me exactly what are you basing your salvation on? And it won't be long before they'll have to go. My friend, they can't tell you because they have no hope. Their only hope is in some old prophet that they claim was saw a vision or something. I don't know what all they do. And all that you've got to worship on Saturday or some of those things, my friend. And they're good people. They're honest and kind and gentle, but they're deceived. They're just simply deceived, my friend. One of the most horrible things that ever happens to an individual or to a church group is to be deceived. One of the most terrible things that happens to a congregation is to have a deceived pastor, one who is not saved and doesn't know it, one who is deceived by Satan into thinking that he's preaching the truth and he knows not the truth if he'd meet it in the big road, my friend, because he's preaching free willism, which is a diabolical doctrine. I, I asked someone the other day, they talk about shaking the preacher's hand. I said, is the this, is this preacher's hand got any saving virtue in it, my friend? Oh, well, no, no. Well, how, how, how can you be made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin by walking down some church aisle and shaking the preacher's hand? That's just a man-made thing, my friend. Just so as these uh, people who baptize their infants at birth, what good does that do? That's not salvation, my friend. If that's what you have, you don't have nothing. You just lost as a goose in a whirlwind. We might as well face facts. We might as well be honest and clear and straight with you. There's only one way to be saved, and that's to be washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And how does that take place? The sinner's plodding along thinking he's all right. And the Holy Spirit, the Lord sets his love upon that individual, whether it be man, woman, boy, or girl. And the Holy Spirit opens that heart with the gospel. And the light shines there and lets you see that you're wretched and miserable and blind and poor and naked and lost. And gives you grace to turn to Christ. From then on, it's Christ. That's all. You don't care about bodily healing. You don't care about speaking in tongues. You don't care about uh, all of those things. It's Christ. Christ died for you. Tongues didn't die for you. Bodily healing didn't die for you. 
None of that died for you. It's Christ. Christ died. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Oh, my friend, that's, that's my hope. You ask the old trailblazer, what's his hope? Christ. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So I wish you, I wish I could sit down by your side and drink a cup of coffee with you, my friend, and maybe, uh, maybe tell you what the Lord means to me. Maybe you could give me, give me what's, 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 hope, what's, what's your hope. I ask you, what is your hope? I'm not ashamed. Are you ashamed? Are you ashamed to tell that Christ died for you? Oh, my friend, I hope not. But I wish you would sit down and write me and tell me what the Lord means to you. Just give me a little uh, synopsis of how the Lord saved you. And uh, you can call me if you want to at the office, area code 225-664-8658. That's the bookstore, and my office is there, and I'm there a lot of the time. And if not, I'll call you back. So if you would, pray for me. And help me with the broadcast. I often tell you, dig up that old coffee can in the backyard and send me a hundred dollars. And a man did me that one day. He sent me a Folgers coffee can. He had twenty dollars in it. Only said that's all I got, preacher. But I hope it'll help you. And it would. It did. I put it on another broadcast. But remember, my mailing address: the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, eighteen ten, Walker, Louisiana seven zero seven eight five. And my website: radiomission.org. You can go there. Click on that and you'll find much information and you'll find the schedule of our radio broadcast and uh, good good information there and our home, home phone numbers and those things. But until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Sin, he sets the